Hello and welcome to the Irish Arsenal Gunner Podcast. It's Tuesday the 24th of January. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. I'm joined by my weekly guests at this stage, uh, week in, week out. Uh, Carl Ozzy Osborne, how are you, Carl? Oh good, mate. Oh good. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, Craig Smith, how are you, Craig? Johnny, how are you? Not too bad, Pat. And uh, Eamon, who are you, Donnelly, this week? Is it David O'Leary or Liam Brady? <laughs> ah, <there's a> Jonathan. <laughs> so frustrating, dude. <laughs> I got that so many times live on Sunday, mate. I'll tell you. Yeah. It was brilliant. I thought I was talking to David O'Leary at one point. <laughs> I tell I'm still you, not got, clear if it was or what. He's actually got an uncanny he's, he's, he's coming on the show with Frank Stapleton now in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> You've got two great feet, that lad. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's great to have Eamon back on and uh, I have to say well done last week to you, Lottie and uh, Martin um, Eamon, one and a half thousand views <laughs> Your yeah. Chelsea comment went down great That was brilliant <laughs> It was <Gold>. fucking brilliant <laughs> I loved it I, lo- I kept replaying it on Saturday night <laughs> uh, the, be- the best thing was Lottie's face when I said that yeah. Chelsea were not in equality there was just a pause, you know. <laughs> They're both equally frustrating. <laughs> uh, it's just brilliant. It was just beautifully. So, yeah. um, that's the most, actually, we've, we've had on Beyond the Last Man at 1,500 views. That's for that. Incredible. Hopefully we get the same this week. Um, as always, you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal uh, YouTube channel and on Instagram where Martin will be uh, uploading this. Um, in the next 24 hours or so when we finish here and uh, all daily content regarding transfers and anything Arsenal related we'll be putting on Instagram so thanks to Martin as always can, we, doing... Johnny, can we get Spotify back? Can we get it back up on Spotify? Yeah <laughs> I don't want to get that back up when I get a new laptop for more storage space <laughs> <laughs> no, People have been asking me already about is it, being, is it going on Spotify so Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll do my best to get that up and running over the next few weeks. That's uh, the budget is running ten <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> um, uh, you can thanks to our sponsors always Double Ars, uh, sorry clubgolf.co.uk. Use Double Arsenal ten for a ten percent discount at the uh, checkout for the retro polo gear, and uh, catch all the matches throughout the season in the uh, River Bar in Dublin City Centre, uh, where you can catch the. All the supporters club there on match days, um, midweek coming up. Um, on sorry, Thursday nights, sorry, from March onwards when we're in the next round of Europa League and uh, on weekends, obviously, when there's league games. So, you're more than welcome to join us there. Uh, last week's stats was 110 views, uh, eight likes, and we have 2,810 subscribers now. Um, and I think we got about a hundred of them from Eamon's appearance up beyond the last man last week. So oh, thanks oh, very oh. much. <laughs> I think we have to give uh, Eamon a lot of credit for that. He's bumped up her subscribe. I'm we had to just uh, no, I can't have <laughs> <laughs> uh, Of course, catch, her, catch beyond the last man with uh, Martin Stoneville and Lottie, and he has other guests on as well. It's quite a good show as well, and uh, it's great to have the women's super league. Um, having their own show as well I think they deserve it as well and it uh, gives them a bit more scope and it's great thanks to everyone who subscribed to our channel over the last two and a half years or so Um, coming up to the second uh, anniversary now of our own show here in March so we've come up quite a bit since then you know which started off just as a 
pandemic boredom thing <laughs> turning into celebrities now so it's amazing where you can come and obviously Arsenal doing well has helped so uh, long may you continue um, on this week's show we'll be reviewing our 3-2 uh, home success against Man United I know all three of you lads were there um, just rage and I wasn't but uh, great victory over United in the last minute uh, we'll be previewing our FA Cup fourth round tie away to City on Friday uh, 8pm kickoff, and that's on ITV and on Premier Sports here in Ireland. Uh, Premier Sports woman had that here. Uh, and we'll be talking about, uh, at the end of the show, about our two transfers over the last few days. Leandro Trossard from Brighton and Jakob Kivor of, from Spezia. So we'll be talking about them at the end. Um, just before we start the review... Of the United game, just thought I'd give. Um, I got a book there, Christmas from the Bro, Paul Davis, uh, Arsenal and After. Read the first chapter there, it's quite a good read. Have you got it yourself, lads, or anything? It's on my, it's on my list to, to listen yeah. to. I've just finished David yeah. Dean, actually. Which yeah, definitely give it a recommend. Yeah, well, that one's very good. Probably yeah. an unsung hero, really. Eamon would have remembered him more in the RC. He's kind of he was very quiet, lad, wasn't he? But a great player. I'll tell you what, I'll say to you. Um, I went, to, I went to White Hart Lane as a 14-year-old uh, in 1980. And um, we were playing Tottenham on Easter Monday. And we had played uh, Southampton on the Saturday, which I'd been at as well. And we were playing Juventus on the Wednesday. <laughs> we were playing Saturday Monday. Playing Juventus in the, in the Cup Winners' Cup uh, semi-final on the Wednesday. And we went to Tottenham on the Monday and played... Um, as many reserves as possible. Now, they still had Liam in the middle of the pitch, strangely enough. But <laughs> alongside him was a 17-year-old Paul Davis making his debut. So I was there for that, you know? Yeah. Um, and he looked like a... He was only a slip of a lad, you know? T- really skinny, spindly guy. But you could see the football in him. He was a great player for the Arsenal, Paul was, you know? Very athletic as well, Eamon, wasn't he? Very athletic. And the, yeah. the, 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 lads, the lads used to call him Soul Train after a, <laughs> a programme that was on TV. He... Uh, <laughs> He was big into his soul music and he he, he looked a million dollars, Paul did, you know. He did, yeah. That had a hair now, yeah. But the um, word about the book, the word about the book is that uh it's a really good read. Yeah. Um, and, and it's definitely something that I'll I will i will take with me somewhere when I'm when I have time to read and I'm going away somewhere or whatever, you know, and I'll, I'll take it. Um but one 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 last thing I'd say about him is he was a he he was a pure football player. But when the likes of Glenn Cockrell from Southampton blackguarded him with five or six tackles, uh, back in the day when the way you dealt with that was maybe a little bit more assertive than you do it nowadays, he just, he broke his jaw. He got nine games for it um, during the 1990-91 season. He broke broke his jaw flat out. So he might have had, he might have given Liam Smith a better better fight on Saturday night than than, than (laughs) you know? <laughs> Paul Davis, are you listening? There's another yeah. career out there for you. <laughs> uh, no, it's a really good read from what I've had at the first chapter. Uh, and there's the forward by me, Keller Tata, as well, which is a nice touch as well. Um, uh, it kind of shows the way living now with the way they're paid now to when when they when he retired, you know, was looking for work where he should have been really comfortable. With him. He's thankfully he's doing well at the moment from what I'm reading. Uh, he's with Tom Watt, who's another go- fellow Gunner fan, you know. So I'd recommend it. Yeah, it, it was only out since Christmas, I think. Yeah, so yeah, definitely one to buy. That's um, Absolutely. does it have to give uh, Paul Davis a mention? And uh, Paul, if you're listening, 
Blakey to come on the show. <laughs> um, but if you don't, don't there's no need to assault us or break our jaws or anything like that. So <laughs> equally, don't feel pressured. So yeah, there's a bottle of Merlot uh, from Ozzy if he escapes. Oh, I'll give him a bottle of Merlot if he comes on the show. Hundred <laughs> percent. So frustrating. <laughs> well, new word. We've a new word. Uh, Ozzy and I. Get Ken Barlow, a new person <laughs> yeah. at the weekend. I remember. It's all coming back now. Yeah. I love that, actually. You're stuck in the WhatsApp thing. <laughs> Put a sock in a Barlow. <laughs> I, I had a day, I laughed a few times when that thing was the drink taking over. I mean, um, we might to kick on that straight into the review of um, our 3-2 home success, which you were all at. Um, the cars Eddie and Ketchy with two and the winner. Uh, Saka with an absolute thunderbolt. Uh, and for United, Rashford and uh, Martin has scored. Um, the win leaves us top. Uh, 19 played and 50 points. Uh, and we're five clear City uh, with a game in hand, of course. That's brought us up to midway at long last. Um, I thought the two United goals were just really bad mistakes on our part, really, weren't they? Just party was sloppy in midfield, uh, giving it away. But in fair, I thought Saliba and Gabriel could have closed, maybe Rashford down a bit quicker. But that, that strike would have beaten any top keeper, let's be honest. You know, it was a wonder goal and hats off to Rashford. But um, I think the way we came back, that was after 16 minutes, initially seven minutes later. Uh, great play again by Odegaard and Zinchenko in particular. And then Zach's cross for Nketi was just. He's just the two of them are having great seasons along with the other with the eleven. Um and the half hour mark McTominay had a strike which was well saved by Ramsdale. And then into the second half, then of course Sack after fifty two minutes had that wonder strike. Bad mistake, Ericsson that closed him down because he had that two or three times in him, Sack and he took one of them, thank God, and it went in. Um just three minutes before United's equaliser, there was an important save from Ramsdale from Rashford. He tipped it just around the post, and I thought that was an important save considering three minutes later. In fairness, Tommy, yes, you got in Ramsdale's way, and he did flap at it, but look, fair play to uh, Gabriel was very unlucky. He was just backpedalling any other time. He could have got it over, but just, it's the way we came back then again from that, and I thought it was brilliant. We just peppered United after that. Casemiro was a big loss for them, but I thought... That 11 on Sunday, as Craig said last week, that was the game where people were going to stand up if we had beaten United, which we did. And we kept going to the 90th minute, which we've done in every game, in fairness to the lads. And it was nice, sweet revenge for losing 3-1 at Old Trafford, which we deserved to win that game. So, um, in my opinion, hats off to Arteta. Um, and I think it'd be safe to say we are title contenders now after that win. Um, so I might as well go over to Eamon. What's your opinion on the match from Sunday? Uh, as I say, <laughs> it was one game. We won it. Get on with it. <laughs> Get on with it. Uh, Frank, I brought Frank in uh, with a recorded message. The reason why Arsenal won the game was that we scored three goals and the United got two. And when you score more goals than the other team, you win the game. Um, okay. Um, look. <laughs> There's a few things, right? Firstly, um, I want to commend the bravery at halftime by the manager uh, on the Ben White substitution. He's just taken off the most informed fullback in the country, knowing that Rashford was the chief 
danger point and knowing that he was on a yellow card. Yeah. Uh, and it was a brave decision. Secondly, it wasn't that Tommy Yasu snuffed out Rashford. It was that every time Rashford got the ball in the second half, or every time he looked like he could get the ball, three men went after him. And that was brave, because you're leaving gaps everywhere else. Yeah. But they identified him as a danger in chief. I think he only got four or five touches in the second half. He got three touches after 60 minutes. 60 minutes. So the, after, yeah, three touches. The next thing I'd say is that um, United were good. And when they went at us, they hurt us. But only one team wanted to win the game. I mean, is it right, said Fred, or the who? Who would you like for a, for a bit of go forward? I'd rather the who. You know, I mean, they brought on Fred for um, Anthony. Uh, and that, that, that spoke to me about where, where their minds were at. We wanted to win the game. And the last 20 minutes was the most... Arsenal siege I have ever seen in that stadium, right? Um, that lad uh, that plays at the back that we were nearly signing, was it Martinez? Martinez yeah. yeah. I mean, he looks like a player. He looks like a real defender. He can play. But I'll tell you what. The reason why he looked like a player was he kept dropping off deep because Enketia was putting so much heat on him and running around. that In order to get himself room to play, he had to drop off deep, and that created a good lot of space for us to get on top in midfield. Uh, and in the second half, again, our heartbeat, party, and Granite Jacket were outstanding. Yeah. Outstanding in terms of how to run in midfield. And Granite Jacket's understanding with Zinchenko is incredible. It's just, it's like, you know, it, it, it's like a band that's been playing for 50 years. They can play with their eyebrows. You know, um, I want to say a couple of things that I've criticized before. I think the VAR people were brave at the end, uh, given the way the game had gone and the time the goal went in. Uh, they were both onside, but it, they were tight, especially the first one. Uh, and Kathy was definitely onside. Uh, Zinchenko was level, but it was brave. And I thought Anthony Taylor. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh, we have a Cheshire referee and all of this type of stuff. All the referees are from up in the Northwest anyway, you know? Um, but uh, I thought he was brave in the in the first couple of minutes, not buying that nonsense from that man. Um, I was going to call him Goofy, but I won't call him Goofy on the show because I just don't think it's appropriate. But um, that Goofy, uh, sorry, that man, uh, Bruno, whatever his name is. <laughs> the next thing I'll say is, the stadium was unbelievable. The stadium was unbelievable. And once again, when we went behind, the fans got noisier. It was absolutely brilliant. Absolutely. Um, I think uh, we saw what Trossard can bring to the party. Um, he, he's up and ready. For the, for the money we paid for him, he's ready to go because um, he can carry the ball with either foot, which was interesting. I didn't realise that that he can dribble with either foot, a bit like Alexander Kleb used to, right? But also, unlike Alexander Kleb, he released the ball at the right time, and he released the ball just at the right time for Zinchenko. I was impressed with that. The most impressive thing was the absolute togetherness of the squad. Yeah. Not, just the, not just the players on the pitch, not just the players on the pitch, the squad. And that has to go down to the manager. And I was thinking about this, 
Um, you have to think of something when Reiner, we hope to land you there and um, bringing us home. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, maybe, and this is no reflection on some of the conversations we've had in this show. Maybe if we had a more experienced manager at the time, we mightn't have got, no, 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 no. This is not, you know, the, the, hear me out now. Like, I just think that because Arteta is traveling this journey for the first time, everybody is on board everybody is on board whereas if it had been somebody like an Ancelotti or whatever it might have been as easy to do that I think everybody's traveling at the same pace at the same time and that's just that's just the kind of a, a byproduct of circumstances I think and the last thing I'd say is Balo are you listening <laughs> <laughs> it was so exhilarating Deirdre I like it. I had it fast. I had it fast. <laughs> the upbeat, the upbeat <laughs> version. <laughs> it was I think, I think the entire Arsenal tavern heard that. Uh, <laughs> um, anyway, that's it. That, that's my take on the game. Yeah, um, Ozzy, uh, before I come to you, uh, as I said to Craig and yourself at the start, while we were waiting on him to come on with us, Sinchenko uh, had the most. Touches by any player in the pitch, uh, 85 throughout the game. Um, it was magnificent, really. He's had for his fourth season with us. Uh, it's nine goals for the season for Eddie. Uh, and he, he's really, myself and Seb compared him to Ian Wright. He is his own man now, isn't he? Um, what did you make? You were there on Sunday or Sunday yourself, was he? What did you make of the game? Just, from... just about getting over it, mate, to be honest. Um, too old, <laughs> too fresh, old for this. Um, you know what? You said about Zinchenko, what? What a fantastic sign! It's almost you got to buy one get you know buy one get one free with him because he's not just a left back. <laughs> that that work he does between midfield and defence, how he comes in there, he's he's there when you need him to defend. He's there when you want that transition going forward. A nice transition play that he that he builds in. Um, he just yeah. adds that different dimension um, because every time you look up, he's, he's, he's wanting the ball. Every time we go back and defend, he's there to make the tackle. It, it's it's quite it's quite a fascinating watch actually. I'll just spend a he sort of plays on the sort of, you know, what I watched him a bit on Sunday and he just, he's just everywhere. He's just everywhere. The passion that he's shown, I yeah. think the way, you know, it comes through, the way he's geeing up the fans. Yeah. Um, it, him, him, Odegaard, uh, there's a few others doing it, but he was one of the real vocal ones in that team. You can see that. There's a few videos gone social about him in the huddle as well with North London forever being sang out, which... For me, it was the loudest I've ever heard it. By the way, even on the first time we did it, um, that was some some something at the start that was. Um, I'm with Eamon on the, ch- the changing the game for Ben White sub. Um, I actually, you know, at half time actually said this to a few lads around us who sit with me who can sort of back me up on there. But I said Ben White needs to come off because for me, um, Rashford was fantastic. For firstly, giving credit and both my cap to him because he was Rashford was absolutely brilliant. But you, I felt with Ben White, since he got that yellow card, it changed his game. Um, and there, I think there was a chance of Ben White getting sent off if he'd have stayed on that pitch. And I think it was a real good decision because Ben White plays with a bit of aggression. Does yeah. And I, and I, and I think I think Arteta must be looking even for the last five minutes of that first half. There's a few challenges, but he thought, oh, he's got to be careful with them because Rashford was playing so well. 
Um, but like like Amos said, they 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 doubled up or tripled up on him. But I thought Tommy Asu just added a bit of stability to that right hand side. And you know, if he did make a bad challenge, he weren't going to leave us with ten. And I think if he'd left, you know, Ben White would have stayed on. I, I generally think he'd have got sent off. Um, so yeah, like you like say, a very brave move. Um, I, I thought Bukayo Saka again. You say about the atmosphere every time he touches the ball. Is that probably the best goal he's ever scored at the Emirates? <clears throat> I'd say so. Um, fantastic. He nearly done it twice, didn't he? I know he got a deflection mm. on the second one that hit the post, but when you look at that goal, it's it's out of nothing, really. He's picked the ball up. It's a fair distance. He should should have a right to score from there, but he did. Um, and, and, and for me, I know we've talked about Eddie and Ketia. You're saying Ian Wright, but pff, what he was doing, you just got to look at the opposition he's playing against. If anyone's got any doubts about Eddie Nketiah now, he played against a World Cup winning centre-half, well, Martinez, <laughs> recently World Cup. Varane, you can't yeah, put him, right, you can't put him against two of, the, two of the best centre-backs in the world. Um, and Eddie Nketiah ran them all game. Um, physically, he stood up to them. Ran, energy, energy stood up to them. Um, and he bagged himself a brace as well. So... <laughs> You can't, if anyone's got any doubt about Enketia now, the only thing I would be if <laughs> Jesus is looking at him, he congratulating him after the game. I don't know if you saw those videos that the players went up to him. Yeah, um, and he was very yeah. humble. He's a very humble lad. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, Jesus must be looking at that and thinking, at the moment, how's he going to get back in? Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think we um, have a problem, as he, yeah, I don't, yeah, I think we've got a lot of games, haven't we? So it's going to be yeah. a nice break for Eddie by then. But yeah, but yeah. but you, he's got to be looking at that and thinking, what a player this is. And, and you know what? Kudos to Arteta for putting that the money where his mouth is with Eddie and putting the trust in him, giving him that 14 shirt and that five year contract because there's been a lot of negative around him. I know Eamon's backed him from the start, but for me, he was just. He summed up that Arsenal performance. And yes, the midfield were great. I'm sort of getting bored with saying how good Partey and Xhaka and Odegaard are because they're just doing it week in, week out now. Um, but, he, he, you know, Eddie and Ketty and me sums up that team. Um, fantastic performance. Fans were fantastic again. I think the atmosphere, the feeling before and after the game, it was just kicking off left, right and centre in terms of atmosphere, singing. Um, yeah, what a day. What a day. And, um, and, and credit to the Arsenal as a club. For, for, for producing another day like that. And I think the energy around the ground, the energy before and after around the streets, in the tube stations and Euston station where we're going back, you're still hearing Arsenal songs on the train on the way back, you know. Brilliant. Yeah. All, all round. There's a sense of the invincible season, isn't there, about it? There's an excitement building that uh, we haven't seen in a long, long time. Um, and it's refreshing to see. And the way we play is refreshing. It's six and six games for Inketia since the restart uh, from the World Cup. And it's... Um, 14 points from a possible 15. And in truth, we probably should have really beaten Newcastle only for the defender doggedly. So it would have been a queen clean sweep since the World Cup break. So hats off to Arteta having us still up there at this stage. Um, Craig, you were also at the game on Sunday. Um, very excited, I saw you as well. Um, how did you see the game? <laughs> yeah, um, it was a brilliant game, you know. The lads have touched on a lot of it already. Um, I'm still just sort of trying to get my voice back from all the singing on Sunday and all the chants so <laughs> it was going to sound a little bit hoarse um, yeah look first half of the game um, it was very tight I thought United were very good in the first 25-30 minutes uh, they were very compact and they didn't really let us play the game that we wanted to play um, I think towards the end of the first half we kind of 
you know, got into the um, got into our rhythm and uh, we played through United's Lions. You know, the first 30 minutes they they packed the midfield and Odegaard didn't really have, have much of an influence. At, you know, the first 25 30 minutes. So um, I think you know, fair fair play to United because I think they had a good get good uh, game plan um, in the first half. And you know, Rashford's strike was. You know, it was a great strike in fairness to him. He's a very good player, Rashford. You know, I wouldn't mind having him at, having him at Arsenal. Um, but yeah. let's say, I think I think he'll stay at United. Um, yeah, the lads have touched on Ben White. Look, you know, he's been exceptional this season. Um, possibly one of you know player one of the players of the year team so far. So you know, for him to have one off game, you know, it's not, not the end of the world. And to be honest, he didn't do you know we didn't do terrible. It's just I think that challenge. You know, he got annoyed. I think Rashford took the ball off him. And uh, when he got the yellow card, you know, I think his head was kind of gone for a few minutes. So yeah, yeah. it was the right decision to take him off because, you know, we, we, I think we, maybe we all forget how good Tommy Asley was last year. Yeah, you know, yeah. He, yeah true. he was amazing last year, you know. And I think when he came on, you know, he kind of, uh, he definitely, you know, he definitely uh, solidified that right, you know, right-hand side because they were, they were kind of targeting that United. Um, I don't know, maybe the... They targeted uh, Ben White today, Zinchenko, for some reason. But um, I thought Tommy done well when he came on. Um, you know, another good solid player. But like, it's great. It's great to have that option there because you know last year we were looking at Cedric coming on at right back, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't really rate Cedric. I don't, maybe you do, but I don't. No, I don't think he's a great player. So hopefully he goes full in the next few days. Um, yeah, he yeah. He's only a squad player. In fairness to him, yeah. Yeah, um, and Ketia's goals, not a movement for the fourth goal, is brilliant. Yeah, like the lad said, you know, he's up against Ron and Martinez, you know, who are great at the half. So, uh, you know, look, I've been critical of Eddie and Ketia. You know, I hold my hands up. I was critical of him last year towards the end of the season. Um, and I didn't think he produced, but look, uh, you know, probably mentioned before that the whole team didn't produce, so maybe it was unfair to kind of blame him, you know, um, for that. But uh, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds since. You know, since the, the, the start of this season, and you know, fair deal to him. He, you know, he got the new contract, and I think he's been he's been exceptional since. You know, he's he's got his chance, and he's he's banging the goals in. So you know, like the lad said, you know, he's just going to find a hard to get in. Um, but look, this, this is what we want, lads. You know, like we want to be winning the league, we want to be challenging for cups and that. You know, so you need a squad that's going to be challenging. You know, there were too many years there with maybe Wenger and that where it was. You know, we kind of knew every week what the you know the starting lineup was going to be. So. You know, they have competition now in the squad. It's brilliant. Um, second half down of the game, um, you know, there was only really going to be one winner after the first hour because I think the last uh, 30 minutes or so, we just played United off the park. Um, they couldn't contain us, you know. They, like as I've already mentioned, Zinchenko, you know, he just ran the show. You know, he's a left back, but he's playing centre mid. You know, you didn't know what to do with him. They didn't know how to contain it. And to be honest, I don't know how, I don't know what manager does to contain it because how can you stop a left back going into centre mid and running the show? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's it's something that a lot of managers are gonna have to you know maybe think about when be played in for the rest of the year because yeah. he's doing it so well and uh, what a player you know to have having the team. Um, you know Odegaard again another great performance. You know I, I said Ben White's probably the player of the year, but I think the Odegaard from third the season so far. And uh, he should definitely be in Malaysia over getting player of the year in their Premier League. But uh, unfortunately, that robot, Haaland exists. So, um, <laughs> you know, who knows what will happen there. But, um, yeah, look, um, it was a brilliant win. Um, 
like I said last week on the podcast that if we were to be, be, be sports in the United, you know, yeah, a lot of people would take notice of this. And I think I think a lot of people, you know, Arsenal fans and rival fans are starting to think that you know maybe maybe it could be Arsenal's year. But look, as uh, Eamon will probably bring me into line, there's a lot a lot of games to go, a lot of games to go. Like what we 19 games in, yeah. you know, it's half the season. Yeah. So yeah. you know, nothing's guaranteed yet, but. You know, we're five points clear. It, it could go up to eight points of the game in hand. So, like like we probably mentioned before, a lot of it will come down to the games against City and that. But, um, look, none of us thought Arsenal were going to be, you know, this good this year or challenging for the league or being top of the table. So, you know, I'm over the moon and, you know, long may it continue. Yeah, unless we have the second half of the season where when Phil Brown was in charge of whole City and they only took one point from the remaining 19 games. <laughs> this was, <laughs> if this was an exam paper for the first 19, it'd be an A+++. plus plus plus. Um, It's been an excellent first half of the season, and we'll all agree, even with the international break, I was a bit nervous of us coming back, to be honest, you know. But we've come back, like, it was never there, that four or six-week break. Um. Well, I'm sure there's one. Just on that point, um, I said this before. Um, if we can be neck and neck or slightly ahead of Man City by the time their infatuation with the Champions League rekindles, <laughs> yeah. we've got a real chance, you know? Yeah. Now, we set out at the start of the season saying, this time we're going to get the top four. Nine wins from our last 20 games. Gives us top four football. If you could get those nine wins posted in eleven or twelve games, you've got a free shot. Yeah, yeah. You've, a, you've a free shot at a title. You know, so um, the, uh, somebody should read Jonathan Liu's piece in the uh, in the Guardian yesterday. He's actually saying that um, we are playing like champions, and there's an inevitability about what's going on. No, I don't buy that. But it's yeah, worth it's, it's yeah. worth a read. You know, it is worth a read because of the yeah. observations made. But I wanted to make one more observation, and it's about the coaching staff and the manager. So whether it's Arteta, Steve Round, Albert Steibenberg, I'd imagine it's a combination, right? But the two things they concentrate on, apart from all the energy and all of that type of stuff, from a tactical point of view, is the creation of space and the generation of overloads. So the whole Zinchenko thing, if you don't have Granit Xhaka, that Zinchenko thing doesn't work. So you've got to have players yeah. like Chandler. That's to create overloads, right? If you look at what Bakayo Saka did in the second half, he actually played like a second fullback. Mm. Cut out all the ball to Rashford. But what that did was, and Ketia pushed right up on the two centre-halves, Saka pushed back. It generated a whole pile of space for us to play in that we didn't have in the first half. And that is really good tactical appreciation. And it just shows that there's a there's an there's an in-game real-time understanding of the game from the from the manager and the coaching staff. Because Mikhail yeah. Saka spent a lot of the time on the back foot in the second half, both creating space for other players. Like it wasn't as if he was he was just defending. And nobody was walking in to occupy the spaces. Yeah. A bad coach team would do that. But a well-coached team would be, well, Bukayo's going to give Tommy a hand, so therefore we now need to fill that space. And then when all that confusion reigns, 
then Saka receives the ball, like, uh, and all of a sudden he's on the edge of the box. You know, it was, <laughs> yeah. it was really, really good stuff. You know, just on Eamon's point, Johnny, just about yeah, the, the City uh, Champions League kind of thing. Um, I think he's definitely right there. I think come April when they went to the quarterfinals and semi-finals of Champions League, which look they probably will, they're a very good team. You know, it's definitely an advantage for us because look, whether Arsenal fans agree or not, if we're if we're still top come April and we're in the quarterfinals and semi-finals Europa League, we shouldn't be playing the force eleven. That's my opinion. Now someone else might say no, it's a cup, go for it. But you know, I think the Premier League is definitely more important than the Europa League. That's just my own opinion. So uh, I think we might have a bit, a bit of an advantage there. Um, and I watched uh, City's game last week against Spurs. You know, the first half of City were absolutely dreadful. Do you know, the second half, in France, they come back. I think yeah. a lot of that, you know, Marriott was a lot of, um, was very good in the second half and he kind of, you know, scored them on. Um, he's a very good player. But, um, you know, even Guardiola's interview afterwards, you know, he, he done this big rant about how the players aren't playing well and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Guardiola definitely knows that he's in the title race and he's worried about Arsenal. You can see it in his interviews. You know, he keeps saying that, you know, it's not going to be our year and he keeps making sly remarks that City won't win it. But he's definitely worried about, you know, Arsenal. And for, for Pep Guardiola to be worried about us, you know, that's saying something. So hopefully we, hopefully we can go on and win the league. But um, it's great to see Pep rattles, you know, and then they're not running away with it. Craig, you're, you're absolutely right. See, the, the, what was the reason for us wanting to win the Europa League so badly was to get into the Champions League. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if, if, if we if we could get Champions League posted, we'd be free shot at it. Yeah. 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 That's a good point, Eamon. Yeah. Mm. Like I think the reporter on Torsi, if you were listening to the post-match uh, City Sports game. He says to Guardiola, he asked me a question. He says, "Do you think winning the league over the last five seasons have this have to have his have his players the same hunger to go again and win us? You know, and you wonder. It was a fair question to ask, and you can kind of see in some of them is is the interest more in the Champions League or is it in the league? Absolutely. Do you, do you believe that City want to win well, the Premier League, Johnny? I put it to you this way: If Arsenal won the league for the next, if Arsenal won the league for the next three or four years, and in three or four years' time, if I asked you, what would you rather win? We'd all say Champions League, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. I think it's just because Arteta is manager of us, and he was so long beside Guardiola. It's kind of given, you know. I think Arsenal were the last team City thought would be challenging for the league this season. You know, if before you know at the start of August we were forty to one, were the odds in August. So I'm, I'm not convinced Pep would still be there if they won the Champions League, you know. I think that's the one he's waiting for. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was a bizarre, it was a bizarre rant. Like he was giving out about the fans and when you start giving out about the fans, it's a, it's a ropey one, you know. They can't, uh, you know well, I'll tell you what that was. That was the circle of the wagons. We have a rival. You know, that's what well, that yeah. was. Yeah. You know, because do you think that like, was mind games, aiming, or do you think he was actually being serious that we no, have? I think it was mind. I, 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 well, no, what I think it was was that okay, this fun has gone on for a bit too long now. Yeah, it was all right at ten games, twelve <laughs> games, fourteen games. Now we're halfway through the season, and you know, if we let them, if we slip up, I'm talking about in his mind. If Man City slip up, and all of a sudden we got eleven points ahead. It'd be very hard to reel in. Yeah. So I, I, I think what it was was 
hang on a second now, I'm going to play this card. The fans aren't up for it. The players aren't up for it. Blah, blah, blah. And I think that was a kind of a, we better get our act together, clarion call, more than anything else, you know? Mm-hmm. It's refreshing as putting fair in arrivals, though, isn't it? Because we we haven't seen this in a long time, you know. No, we, we used to be the laughing stock, you know, but now we're not. So, well, you know, when Leicester won the league, everybody was saying, "Well, they'll be reeled in," and yeah. they were eight points ahead. They'll be reeled in. Oh, it's only five now. They'll be reeled. Yeah. Then they get eight again. Then nine, ten. So, who's going to reel them in? You see, you have to be winning games to reel teams in. Yeah. Yeah, you know? and I think with with them playing week to week really did help Leicester. They were literally playing Sunday to Sunday, weren't they? Which did help. Um, you seven days rest over him, but it was a, it was a good squad of players. Ronnie Early had as well, but um, a good squad of drugs. I don't know how we didn't win that that season. It was it was one that I was there for the I was there for the Leicester game. The free were you? Team. We're the only um, team to beat them twice. Yeah, weren't we, we felt like we was going to. Yeah. Honestly, fans felt we was going to kick on and win it. On the back of that, yeah, we went to lost. We were at that 2-1 aim, and weren't you? Went yeah, well, it was, yeah, but we, we went down and lost the Swansea at home on the Wednesday exactly. night, yeah. exactly. That's, yeah. that's what's true, yeah. but, but yeah. honestly, it took the wind out of our sails, didn't it? Because it <laughs> yeah. was, I remember that you know, that Sunday when Welbeck scored yeah. that last minute, it was I it thought was, that was the, the pubs on. were buzzing, it was yeah. all sort of, like I say, it just took the wind out of our sails that Wednesday night fixture, Swansea, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Different eleven now, though, was he? Isn't it? This eleven is when you compare that to it's that. It's completely different. It's yeah. completely different. Yeah, it's a lot more hunger in it, and it's young and and very talented as, as well. Um, and it's, it's great to see Saka really destroyed. <laughs> he, he that front three on Saturday, on Sunday really destroyed the United were in fear of us and in awe of us. Uh, I have to say. Um, your man of the match was glad to go to Eamon. Who was your man of the match from uh, Sunday? It was very hard. Well, I, I find it hard now to pick one out. Okay, well, yeah. Well, uh, this, is, this is one way you genuinely say the team yeah. and the managers were man of the match. But yeah, I, I, I know, you know, Zinchenko statistically was the man of the match and he's a terrific footballer. I know Enketia was the, the player who impacted the game the most. But to me, Bukayo Saka was man of the match, right? Yeah. Simply because he's unmarkable. He is unmarkable. And in the, he also gave Tommy Asu the cover that I'm talking about. You know, it was an incredible performance. like Roy and Robert stuff, you know. Um, yeah. But I always say, and it, it, of course, it's hard to hear the home in the stadium now because the stadium is so noisy. But every time that lad gets the ball, you can just hear the drone in the stadiums, and something's going to happen here, you know? Yeah, and just everyone stands up, yeah. yeah. People, and you say, well, why didn't Erickson close him? He was afraid to. Because he'll get down there outside and do something and, and get somebody else to score, you know? It was some uh, hit, though. Yeah, it was some hit. Yeah, he's world class. He's world class, yeah, he is. He's, he's, on that, he's on that pedestal, he's world class, yeah. Uh, Craig, you're a man of the match? Yeah, um, toss up between Zinchenko and Nketiah for me. Um, I think after Stoyvit and Nketiah, I think he's you know his two goals were great, and you know his all round play was just amazing today. So uh, definitely, I've been critical like like I said in the past with him. So I think you know um, I have to hold my hands up and say, look, he was brilliant that day, uh, on the day, and uh, he was definitely one of the match for me. Um, Carl, your man of the match. It's Eddie and Ketia again for me. Um, <laughs> has to be. I did say to Avon in the pub, and I haven't changed my mind since then. 
Um, it was, it was, yeah. He, he like, like Craig said, he, it's just the way he ran. He's, he's made a name for himself. He worked tirelessly. Um, fantastic to see him getting the, the credit he deserves. And, and I was having a chat with a Man United friend of mine, and I was told about. He asked me how Weg, Weghorst played, um, and he said he would have taken, either took Eddie and Ketty in a heartbeat at United, which yeah. says it all. What people are saying about him, um, and he can't believe. You know, people didn't go in for him when he was short on contract months. So, so yeah, Eddie and Ketia, fantastic performance. Um, good, so pleased for him. I can't say that enough. Yeah, I would have found as well about Eddie when Bielsa had him. He only started me a few games. It was bizarre. He never played for Leeds at all. He's a different player now, though. He's yeah. a different player. He's a different size. Yeah. He's grown. Have you noticed, Carl? Have you noticed, Carl? He doesn't. He doesn't get pushed off the ball. He doesn't lose the ball anymore. It's physical now. People, eh? people were physical. bouncing off him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's built now, him. isn't he? He's built as a striker now, in oh, every way. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd probably give my man of the match to Saka as well because does he every time Shaw saw him, he says, "Oh fuck, here we go again." Every time, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. like it's it, it, minute he gets the ball, it isn't looking that way. It's that way. You know, and it's you know, and and his consistency week on week is just brilliant. It must be a joy to have a player that so young and so grounded, but so talented. I haven't seen it in years from, especially I'm being English as well. I haven't seen it in years. Like he's a, he's an end product, you know. But, but his first touch is so good that it, he, he every time he receives the ball because his first touch is velvet. He always has a yard or two. Yeah, make up his mind what he's gonna do. You know, yeah. and, and he has the ability to go inside and out. You know, without getting all, he's got fight. <laughs> oh, allow. He's got, he's got an head. <laughs> ah, he's got an head. He's got fight. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Before we move on, can I just, can I just mention the pace that Thomas Party showed against Anthony for that. Did, yeah. Have you seen that video yeah. where Anthony was pretty much through on goal, having yeah. the whole stadium gasped as he went through, yeah. and then somehow Thomas Partey hit the turbo button. I've never seen a guy move mm. like that. He's, um, he's changed yeah. his game. Yeah. Yeah. Even now that you mentioned that, now that you mentioned that, Anthony is now going to rival uh, Bruno Fernandez as top dickhead. Yeah, he is. He's a fucking. He's a dickhead. He you know, he's a wind up, isn't he? I have to say, he was very poor compared to September. A different. He was a different player. He is. He looks completely. He doesn't look seventy million anyway. That's for sure. Um, but I have to say, the credit has to be given that I work with three United heads and work, and the two of them, three of them, said to me there over the last few days, where has Saka, Brandon Saka, and Thomas Party come from this season. He says they've been unbelievable. And for that to come, and he even said themselves, we you deserve to beat us in September, and you completely deserve to beat us Sunday. You know, that in itself, mm-hmm. these are three United fans that wouldn't give you the rub of the cream. You know, it's, it's great to hear to see how well we're doing from the opposition fans. Yeah. Tony, I just want to make one more point. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, just, can I just say, yeah, uh, get well soon to David De Gea. Um, just get well soon, David. Get to get it. Um, I hope he's okay and he's not in the hospital. Idiot, yeah. He's um, the way the act is when and Katie's going in, and uh, yeah, it's 
Maybe we could crowdfund the six weeks he's going to miss so he gets his wages because uh, <laughs> that bad shoulder injury like that, you're not going to come back any time soon. Who had the shot, lads, against Hardy before the Enketi goal, the save he made? Who took that shot? Was it Odegaard? Enketi, was it? Yeah, yeah that, that, that deserved to go in in itself, didn't it? it was some, that, hats off to him with some save. But, um, the well, I like that one, Craig. Fair play. Good call. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so it's got well soon, um, and definitely when he was rolling around the ground at that time of the game, let's do it all together. What was it? It was so oh, look at that in sync, there, boys. <laughs> I think I prefer the new one, Eamon. So, the last thing I'll say though about the experience of being there, right, was. There was some Turkish lad behind me, and we were having a full, a full slow set dance for the first two goals. You know, like <laughs> great stuff. When the third goal went in, I just froze. I said, "I smell VAR off this straight away." Yeah. Didn't celebrate. Didn't celebrate. Couldn't. And it was kind of muted when the goal went in, but the roar when Anthony. Oh, yeah. yeah. You hear it on the TV. It comes on the TV, doesn't it? Yeah. When the winner yeah. went in, Teta was very muted. I think he was hoping he wasn't going to get a red card, you know, because he already had a yellow. So he, I think he had to say, look, it gave the emotions in. Yeah. <laughs> but look, but there still wasn't a hair out of place. I have to say, it's a beautiful head of hair. Oh, like Lego. <laughs> he, he looked like that back in 20, it was a 2013 when he was there with us. I told you before, a good, a good Everton mate of mine, um, <laughs> one day said, he, he texted me during the game to say, is Mickey dying his hair or is he still just fucking beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> He's bold. <laughs> I have to say, he is a big name manager now, lads. He's on that journey. And you know what? It's a bit like what I said about Nketiah. <laughs> like, he's a natural goal scorer. And I'd rather he be with us scoring goals. Um, yeah. Think back to Andy Cole, right? Think back to Andy Cole. Okay, yeah, um, we opted for Kevin Campbell rather than Andy Cole. I think we did, we should have done it the other way around, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and with Arteta, um, he obviously, he obviously has brilliant knowledge of the game, he obviously knows the right people to surround himself with. Yeah. Like Steve Round was a very wily choice because he's an experienced yeah. old wily coach, yeah. and then Steinberg is kind of an innovative type of guy. So, um, yeah, yeah. We've we, we got a manager who was, um, a small bit green, um, but knows the game inside out. And I'd rather him know the game inside out with us than with anybody else. Yeah. Can I ask you as well, Amy, before we move on, in your honest opinion now, when you've seen us after 19 games, do you consider us as title contenders now? Well, you see, I have to have a word to you about your listening skills, Jonathan. Right? What I said was, that if we turned around after Christmas, after those three games, Newcastle, Tottenham and Man United, and we still had a lead, well, then you've got to start thinking, well, what can stop you? Man City can stop you. Liverpool can't stop you. Chelsea can't stop you. Right? Um, they, can, they, they might take points off you. So we've, we've actually made the title a two-horse race now. Of course we're contenders. Yay! <laughs> there that is. <laughs> Every silver oh, lining has a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> end it now, end it now. 
<laughs> End stop, the show. Stop, 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 stop the pod. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And um, <laughs> I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time uh, when, when I get me. <laughs> now, we're saying this now on the 23rd of the 1st. The international break will be coming up on the 18th of March. <laughs> it will be completely different. <laughs> and we'll say, I told you, Stats. <laughs> Put a sock in it, Barlow. Put a it, Barlow. Yeah, so that leaves us, lads, before we move on. Uh, 50 points clear of City by five points. And it's a nice lead going in to the FA Cup. So we don't want to put a damper on anything, right? Okay? Our next league game is against Everton. We have a very good record playing against teams. That have just changed their manager. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, as I said, the optimism is just dropped right down within a second. Uh, yeah, it's that's twelve thirty as well. That's an early morning one as well. Uh, and everything, of course, could have either by else or Hassan Huddle. I heard being mentioned. It's hard to know who will go in there. Um, Hassan Huddle is a good <laughs> yeah, Martin, there he does, the, he does the women's soccer league podcast. <laughs> um, I won't bother going into the everything game because the mockers have been put on that now. <laughs> yeah, so we move on <laughs> to the FA Cup fourth round uh, preview against Man City this Friday night uh, at 8 p.m. on. Um, ITV, if you have it, our Premier Sports here. Um, City won 4-0 at home against Chelsea in the last round. And uh, ourselves, we won 3-0 away to Oxford uh, and Ketty twice and uh, and Lenny uh, scored. Um, It's the first uh, part one of a trilogy now against Arteta B. Guardiola. Um, To be honest, not really. I'd like us to go far in the FA Cup but I'm not to be honest this season I'm not really too bothered you know um, hopefully he feels a few um, fringe players I'll go to uh, Eamon again uh, how do you I'm see just, this game going Eamon? I'm just writing down the team sheet um, <laughs> Turner Tomiyasu Holden uh, Kioya Kearney and then Izaka Vieira Trossard, and then you've got he's got to play in Ketia up front. He's no, yeah. he, and he'd probably play Mar- Smith Rowe and yeah. um, Smith Rowe and 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 Ketia. Um, that will tell you, by the way. No, I don't know. He mightn't play anything like that team, but that's the team that would be available to him um, by resting nine players, right? And when I'm just going to say that team again, Turner, okay, Tommy Asu. Holding the new lad, what's his name again? KPR. Yeah, okay. That may or may not happen, but it could. Could happen, yeah. He's a a left-sided central defender, and Gabriel has played every bloody game. Yeah. 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 Turney will be back in for sure. Yeah. I think think El Nani will come in for party. Um, I think he's going to have to stick with Granite Jacket um, because Granite Jacket wants to play every game, and if not, he'd probably kill everybody. Fabio Vieira will be in. Trossard, Trossard's not cup tied. No, he's not. He not. Needs, you know, no. Right? He's going to have to go in Ketty up front or Martinelli up front. Yeah. Right? And then he's going to have to go with uh, Smith Rowe. And when you look at that, you begin to see 
our squad depth is improving with a couple of signings. It is. Yeah. That's not yeah. a bad team. No. That is not a bad team. They'll put out. Um, they'll put out. Well, their their second eleven is stronger than our second. I actually believe now our first eleven is every bit as good as theirs. Yeah. Yeah. Their second eleven is stronger than ours, and if we go with second elevens, they have to be favourites to win the game, and they probably will. Do you not think, Eamon? Do you not think he might not? Do you think he might start uh, Marcanius up front? Maybe. No, I don't think he will. No, I think think he'll go out and long. Do you think so? Yeah. 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 We'll have a sign Trossard. Yeah, I I think he will. Yeah. It's for yes. What you? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Um. He's only nine in the boy, you know. Yeah, he, he's we, we, we can be harsh on young lads, can't we? When he when they mm. have such a good start, like he did in his debut against Suarez, wasn't it in the Europa League? And he played well that game. Yeah. Um. Ozzy, how do you see the game going on Friday night? <clears throat> I think um, Amos got the, the the team nailed on. To be honest, um, for me. I'd, I'd lose this if it means we could take four points off City this season. That's that's the way I look at it. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of an unfortunate meeting, isn't it? It's so early on in the cup, isn't it? But yeah, it's it's, it's going to be difficult. Um, but but yeah, I'd like to see them players play. I think it's a good opportunity. And like David Amon said, it's, it's, it shows our squad depth. I'm really really excited about Smith Rowe coming back as well. Like I just want to see him get some minutes and see. Him come up to speed, but um, but yeah, the striker thing's an issue, isn't it? But um, but yeah, let's see what happens between now and then as well. Um, you never know, someone yeah. might be brought in. Um, yeah, and I think I think yeah, he's now now on the team. I can't really say much more than that, other than it's it, it's going to be difficult whichever city side put out. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to have too much say on what goes on in the league. I think it will be one of these games, and I think actually by putting a a weakened side out takes that pressure. Off a little bit. I know we talk about momentum, but I think it actually takes the pressure off the players a little bit because if we do lose that, if we put out a first starting eleven, what we've been putting out in the league and lose yeah. to a weakened City side, that, actually, that could actually yeah. that could actually knock the confidence a bit. When I think yeah. actually, if you do if you do pick a, a weakened side, um, it won't have that much of a message um, if we mm. do lose. So I think it is a bit of a gamble if we pick a strong side, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, Mick don't like losing. Super Mick don't like losing, does he? So, um, we'll, but let's see what what he does um, for Friday. If I see a weakened side, I'm going to be happy. Put it that way, um, because I think it's hard for whatever side we take up there, and, and I think some of our players need the rest as well. So yeah, as long as it's not a thumping <coughs> thing, isn't it? But I think we'll give them a game. I do think we give them a game. Uh, Craig, how do you see the game going on Friday yourself? Not a big one. Yeah, um, the lads have already touched on a couple of points there. Um, I slightly agree with, disagree with the lads there. I think that the team's going to be a lot stronger than we'd all probably like. That's my opinion. Okay. I think he, I think he's going to play. I think he might play the likes of Saka, Gabriel, and that because one, as I mentioned, their doesn't like losing, and especially doesn't like losing to his former team and Pep Guardiola. So. Do you know, I, I think I, I don't want to see like just that second Martinelli play, but I just think he might play them, especially the first half, and then you know we'll make a few changes towards second half. Um, and to be honest with you, we don't play another game for eight days after that. So do you know, I think he might go a lot stronger than we think. He will not play Bukayo Saka for sure, and I'll tell you why. Because 
I know Pep is a football man and all that and a great guy. Man City players will be under instruction to hurt Bukai Osaka. I'm telling you. Guardiola is as cynical as the rest of them. No, you're right. Absolutely. Don't be fooled yeah. by this, you know? And yeah. I'm saying that the one player I don't think he'll play against them is Bukai Osaka. For I, hope I really hope. I really hope he doesn't play. I really cry. If you were a Man City player, you said, well, here's their world-class player now and they're talking about against us in the FA Cup. What's up? Yeah. Put something, put something, um, put something uh, a little bit tactical on his ankle, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I don't want to see him play, Eamon. I just, uh, you know, th- th- there's been times in the past where I thought Arteta might go a lot weaker than he did, and he, he doesn't. You know, so look, mate, hope, ho- hopefully I'm wrong. Um, You know, it's going to be a tough game regardless of who's he can play, because they don't have a second team, really, you know, it's a team. No, but you see, we do. It. This is the point I'm trying to make. If you actually look at the team I called out, it would win most Premier League games. It's That's a strong great. second team. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. No, it's yeah. much stronger than you think. You know? Do you think he'll start um, uh, Kurt Hine and go instead of Ramsdale? Or do you think Ramsdale no, will uh, Matt Turner. Who, sorry? Matt Turner. Matt Turner. Yeah, sorry, Matt Turner. Yeah. I like yeah. him. I like Kurt Hine, though. I liked him in the pre in the... Oh, He's going to be a superstar. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? I think Matt Turner is a stopgap understudy. Yeah. I think yeah, Carl yeah, Hines, yeah. Hines only 20 years of age. We're a goalkeeper. Yeah. You know? He's big. Yeah, he's, he's, big. Yeah. he's big. yeah, he reminds me kind of a bit of a lame and he's kind of got that, he's, you know, that stretch, you know. Allowing to go for him, maybe. Look, it's going to be a tough game. Uh, City away is always tough. So. Would you like, do you think, not disrespecting the FA Cup or anything, but would you like us to go out this, at this round and concentrate just solely on the Premier League and Europa League for this season? And just no, no, I wouldn't because I couldn't handle the meltdown on this podcast. Uh, uh, what, what do you mean? You want a big name manager? You lost again to Brighton with a with a th- and like there was a meltdown. Um, no, I, I think um, look, we have to be realistic. If we were playing away against Fulham. You'd kind of say, come on, go a bit strong and try and win the game and stay in the competition. Yeah. You're playing way against Man City, right? Now, they might put their strongest 11 out, but they won't. They won't. They won't. Right? Uh And I think what we should do is pick our strongest available team that's not going to be too risky in terms of what you could lose with a kick here and a kick there, you know? And I think I think we'd be competitive. I actually do think we'd be competitive, you know? The, the only thing I hope, I really hope doesn't happen is that it goes to a replay. I really don't want that. We don't, we don't need another game. You know, and if, if it does go to a replay, you're probably talking, you know, a few days after that. So I really hope that doesn't happen. Craig, if it's one all in the 94th minute, I'd nearly super fly virtually through the screen and get a diving header into my own net myself. <laughs> I'll join you. <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I think the game probably be long over by then. But <laughs> I wish. You well, never... lads, I'm, just appeal, I'm just appealing to all uh, Arsenal fans um, of, of a certain age and disposition. If we lose the game, please no meltdown. Just chill out, you know. Enjoy the finer points it's in life. It's part one of the trilogy. 
That's where you're there's, docu- there's a documentary on the gray squirrel on BBC Two at the same time. Um, <laughs> what's that, you know? <laughs> what documentary is that, mate? I'm going to talk to you about yeah, watch yeah, yeah. yeah. Friday nights. The forestry <laughs> habits of the common welk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not go into lockdown, lads, or meltdown. Um, it's only a cup game. Um, the magic of the cup, I leave it there. Uh, most wins for Arsenal 13 times, isn't it? Yeah. 14. Uh, we need a big name manager then. <laughs> um, we move swiftly along <laughs> uh, to our t- transfer signings uh, made over the last uh, week or so. Um, Leandro Trossard was last week, uh, last Thursday it was. Um, we're the number nine team for us, 28 years old. Uh, made 116 appearances for Brighton and scored 25 goals. He scored a screamer against his last April, wasn't in that defeat um, at the Emirates, which we'd like to forget about. Um, uh, a fee rising to £27 million. Um, nice addition to the team, I think. Uh, he'd be a good squad player and brings a lot of experience being a Belgium international as well. So that so was a nice signing so quickly after losing out in Mudrick, I think. It was quite, quite good business. And uh, the signing of um, the 22-year-old Polish defender from Spezia for £70 million, Jakub Kivivor. Um, he made 43 appearances for... Um, Spetsy, a few clubs were in for him as well, so it was quite quick getting it done. And he'd wear the number 15 uh, jersey. Um, I'll go to you, Craig. What do you make of those two signings? Quite quick after losing out in Mudrick and Felix, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned the podcast last week. I think I mentioned Trossard. Um, yeah, yeah. I said, you know, Arsenal need to be looking at more players that are, you know, smart signings. And I think Trossard is a very smart signing. You know, £27 million is not an awful lot of money. In this day and age, um, yeah. you know, I think Trossard's a very good player, doing very well with Brighton. Um, I think we were linked to him in the past when he was with Genk. Yeah. Uh, Brighton Bray used to be his manager, and I think we were looking at him then, but we can go for him. Um, I think when he came on on Sunday, the last, you know, 15 minutes or so, I thought he, you know, made it, uh, he was very good when he came on. I thought, I thought um, as Eamon mentioned earlier, his run, um, and passed Zinchenko for the, the third goal, you know, was very good. So, uh, I'm very happy with Trossard. I think it just adds a, a bit, a few more options. You know, I think he can play f- across the front three. Um, you know, we don't didn't really have much to bring off on the bench. You know, before him, so I think having him and Smith Rowe there, you know, for the attacking positions, is great. So uh, yeah, look, I'm very happy with him. Then the Polish defender, Kivar. Um, I know us ourselves and Dortmund are in for him, so it's always a good sign when Dortmund are in for uh, young centre half because you know they're very good at. Um, Signing young good players and selling them all for a big profit, so uh, it's always a good sign that they're in from. So, um, I don't really know much about him to be honest with you. I watched a bit no, of him in the um, you know, I've seen a bit of YouTube compilations, but you know, you can make a YouTube of me probably and I look like Messi, you know. <laughs> but, um, I'll do the video open and send it to you as well. <laughs> I say, aim and might say different. <laughs> I tell you what, you look very messy in the Arsenal Tavern. Oh, I tell you, I was. <laughs> um, don't be giving me secrets away. <laughs> but um, now, look, I'm, I'm happy. I'm delighted that we got another defender in. You know, the squad's looking very good now. 
I think I'd love to get a central mid in for next week for the window yeah. Um I think you know if an injury was to happen to party, you know he could struggle. So I'd love to see us go for a centre mid, get him in, you know, bet him in for the next few months. If something happens to party, he's there to play a few games, you know, and uh, hopefully then we can maybe get rise into somewhere as you've mentioned. Um, Eamon, your take on Trossard and give your uh, two good signs. Yeah, well, um, I think Trossard is a great, great signing because I want to compare the same type of money when you do the wages and the whole lot. For five months of Wow Felix or three years of Trossard, hmm. right? You're going to look at it like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think you get you get three years because he doesn't rely on pace, <clears throat> so he, he's a ball player. So you'll get three you'll get three years out of him for that type of money, and he, he, he he's ready made Premier League. And I was at the game when he scored against us um, uh, for Brighton. Yeah. I was very impressed with him that day. That's number one. The Polish lad. We sound like Johnny Jones there. Ah, the Polish lad there. Ah. <laughs> the Polish lad. Uh, <laughs> The word on the street there is we had to get in early to get him. That it wasn't necessarily something we were going to do in January, but we had to get in early to get him because there's a queue at clubs. Because he's a guy who's he's very quick. So for a centre half, that's good. Yeah. Um, he, he's nearly as quick as Igor Stepanov's apparently. No, he's um he's <laughs> Igor he he's Igor Stepanov's and Gus Caesar all rolled into one. Um, <laughs> No, but he's very quick and he's also a ball player and he's left-sided and Gabriel hasn't had that cover. So, um, hopefully, um, that can be good. And that's why I think he might be an outside chance to start against Man City, right? And if he doesn't, he'd be in the Europa League games, I can tell you, because Gabriel needs some recovery time. So, happy with that. Um I'd love another central midfielder, but they're not in great supply. The type of ones that we need are not in great supply. Like there's loads of nippy nappy little players here, there, and everywhere, and Carlos Kickerballs, all of that good stuff. But you won't replace Thomas Party very easily. No, no. Those players aren't there. And I actually think what will happen, um, if anything happens to Party, is Zinchenko will go in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. I think that's what happened, you know. So um, yeah. look, maybe one more body, um, but at least we've added a couple of players to the squad. I'm quite pleased with that, you know. Yeah, after losing out on uh, oh, it's not, uh, losing out on, she didn't mind. <laughs> so so uh, frustrating, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, so exhilarating. The, the lad didn't <laughs> sign. He didn't sign. <laughs> I made 722 appearances. He didn't sign. Get on with it. <laughs> and on that note, Ozzy, what do you make of the two transfers? Right, so <laughs> um, Trothard for me is a big deal on socials about his age. He's only just turned 28. For me, it's a really big signing for him as well. This is probably last shot at it. So, uh, you know, a big yeah. time because he's going to be, you know, where he's going to go. He's going to be sort of hitting his 30s afterwards, isn't he? So it's a good opportunity for him. I quite liked him when he came on. Um, you know, he, he's wearing the number 19 shirt, famous for Santi. Um, yeah, and and, so, and, yeah. and the, way, the way he held off those four or five United players where he's just dribbling around and kind of reminisced a little bit of 
uh, sort of something that Santi would do. So, uh, look, I, I absolutely, um, I think he's a great side. He's prem proven. Like Eamon said about the, comparing that to the Felix deal, which I hadn't done, it makes a lot of sense um, for us to do it. And I think you only add a plus to our squad and takes a bit of pressure off that front three as well. We've played a lot of games. Uh, with Jakob, um, in terms of, look, he's 22 years old. He's, I'm just reading, he's got nine caps for Poland um, at that age. Um, you know, a good, a good international side nonetheless. Um, and... I always look at the way players leave the clubs. I can't, you can't do that with Trossard because I think he's left under a bit of a cloud there. But when you actually look about what Brighton thought of him um, before he did leave, though, he was in high regard up until the last couple of months. But this Jakob and Spezia's like social media posts and what they've said about him um, says a lot about the lad, really. Um, and it's all been positive. There's a lot of people gutted that he's left the club. Yes. And and like Craig mentioned, spot on with the Dortmund link as well because their talent ID for players is is, you know, probably the best in Europe. Um, the sort yeah. of players. And like you say, their business model is we bought, we bring in the best players, young players, and we sell them on at a huge fee and we make a profit. That's what they've always done. Uh, you just got to look at Bellingham for that, yeah. So, and other players throughout the, for, throughout the years. So, um, again, trust, trust, in, trust in Mikel and Edu to, to bring the right players in. Yeah. Um, I think what Amy was saying about the party replacement, we, we've constantly said we want someone to strengthen the midfield. Who do you bring in? Um, unless they've got something up their sleeve, I don't really know what we can do there. I, I think I, I, I don't. Can't, I don't know if we're going to get anyone else in. Um, I don't. Maybe a loan sign and maybe Aussie. You know, for a Potentially, thing. yeah. It's just guessing, isn't it? Um, it really is. No, but it, just just <clears throat> the point I'm making about Thomas Party is, I had a certain. Uh, now I won't call him out on the show, but he's um. He's an electrician with a hair like a shaving brush. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say who he is. Right? I'm speaking to him today. Was he, was, he, he was raging that we didn't sign Eves Basuma. Right? Because he thought that, you know, he could do a Thomas Party job. Like before Spurs got him, right? Yeah. And nowhere near the same player. No, they're not. No. no. Nowhere near the same player. No. No. I'm kind of. around. Running around kicking people and he's athletic and all of that, but he doesn't do what Thomas Party does. And what Thomas Party does is almost like Cesc Fabregas, in that he walks into a channel facing his own goal, receives the ball, and gets turned. That is very hard to find in the midfield. There's only one player I've seen do that in the Prem, um, and I'm not suggesting we signed it, but Kante five years ago. Yes. That's actually yeah. Ian Wright yes. a question and answers your wanger, and that actually came up as one regret was not signing uh Ronaldo was one and the other was in Golo Kante. Honestly, Kante did yeah. did that for Leicester and his early days at Chelsea. Yeah. I know, yeah. I'm not suggested we signed him, but yeah. he's the only other player. Oh, yeah, and by the way, don't underestimate the importance of that because it changes the shape of the game in a second. Obviously, you're not going to get a player in that's party's level or, you know, can probably do what party does, but, you know, I wouldn't trust Lekonga or Alenny for five or six games. So no. I think there's definitely a sentiment out there that we could get that's a higher quality than them. He's not going to do party's job, but... Who would you go for, Ray? I'd go for Ozzy. Huh? Well, he said he was Pirlo. Oh, I was in the day. Sir, do you think he meant Merida? Yeah, right, Craig. Yeah, there, there probably is somebody out there. I'm just saying that there, 
you know, you don't, they're not in a grocery. You don't, you, there's not yeah. loads of them out there. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but you've likened this to Sian Douglas Louise, that time he was available in the summer. But he, he hasn't really gone on, has he, I, this I, season? As... He, he, he's a decent player, but again, like he wouldn't be much better than an Elneny, you know, in my opinion. Um, I think come the summer, Elneny will go. I think the Congo will be sold. So, you know, we're only down to two chance of mids then. So I think, you know, if Royce was to come in, no, but you, see, you, see, you see, all the heartbreak of not getting Mudrick. And what I said on the show the last time was, if you bid 90 million for Mudrick and Chelsea go 95, and say, well, you could go 100, yeah, they go 105. Yeah. Where does it stop when quite obviously we're going to in the summer have to think about replacing party and jacket mm. in, in the medium term, right? Certainly for cover immediately, yeah. but for guys who can step into that role, you know. Mm. And we're gonna have to spend big on that, you know. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, you take everything for granted, don't you? I, I'm, I'm sure there's players in mind, though, you know, these things you've been on the ball so far. So, the, the only positive, the, the positive here is, is that you know. We're all kind of the same. We need to look at centre mid in the summer. But apart from centre mid, you wouldn't say there's a lot of oppositions that we need players in, you know, because you know, three, four seasons ago, people right. would have been saying, what players do you need? You know, a new fucking team you need nearly. Yeah. But, you know. I think that's because they've signed so many, like, Crossard is 28, and he's the oldest player that has been signed Jordan Doe's last two or three transfer windows. It yeah. shows the, the, the main objective was to sign so on. Well, I think, I think, Previously, the previous regimes, you know, we were going for all these players that were 28-29-14, established, yeah. thinking that, you know, oh, we'll get back in the Champions League. But now yeah. we're looking at the long-term vision of the club, you know, which is the yeah. right way to look at it, you know. The, the model we're going with now, and, you know, it, it's, it's far better than, you know, signing a 29-30-year-old who only want the payday. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, that wraps up the transfer side. I'd just like to give a mention, as you mentioned it before we came on, uh, just briefly, um, Ozzy, the guns, guns and yellow ribbons. You were saying it's a top podcast to listen to. Oh, I think it's a great, yeah. it's a great podcast. Yeah, yeah no, it, it is good. Um, yeah, good, good fun listening to them. Proper gooners as well. Yeah. And um, and then yeah, and there's a video they posted on match day, which was Little Richard. I'm gonna yeah. give Little Richard a special mention. Yeah, give him a he, mention. He's, he's a bit of a legend. There's a reason why I'm on his podcast. Ultimately, he found you and Martin knocking around Holloway Road, I think, and then brought you to the pub where I was. Yeah. So. But, uh, that was um, from the Holloway Road, yeah. Who would have told? A There's a video of him <laughs> looking like a little football hooligan. Um, so no, he's, you know, comes mm. in with a good podcast, proper gooners. Um, they're all behind block six of the North Bank. If you want to see him on match days as well, uh, singing all the charts and starting the atmosphere off. So credit where credit's due. Good, good bunch. Uh, well, how do I listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> if I don't listen to our podcast. Well, tell you. <laughs> I put a boot in every angle there. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. We, we'll do guns and yellow ribbons away. I'll speak to Fergus <laughs> to see if we could get a get an away trip. They never said more. Merlo than Pirlo on their hey, podcast. I'll tell you what. We'll, we'll, we'll go one better, Amy. We'll go five aside with him. I'll play the centre. Oh, exactly. Craig, warm up, son. You're coming off. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> the Gun, guns and yellow ribbons. If you're watching, mate, I'll tell you, we'll take you on. He was in the air since You do realise that um, Jonathan and I share the unique distinction of having played on the Emirates pitch. 
in six aside it was. Um, Jonathan was in goal. He went down like a credit union now. <laughs> well, <he laughs> no, we did. We, play, we played on the Emirates pitch. Isn't that right, Jonathan? Yeah. I, I made a wordy save. Theo Walcott's brother was actually playing, and I tipped one of his shots around the post. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is like we think we got to the quarterfinals and it actually we got unbeaten in the group stage. Yeah. yeah but I, I was playing central defender, and I have to say, you know when they say. A central defender is far less nervous when he has a good goalkeeper behind him. <laughs> I, won't, I, I won't finish the story. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it now, right? We've called guns and yellow ribbons out, so we need Martin to tag them with this. Twi- I never this saw right? or saw the center back in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say it was solid enough myself. <laughs> that's experience, though, when you trust in yourself. That's amazing. Um, and that was after a skin full of cans the night before. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if they still do that though. Briefly, that's the tournament. No, they don't do that though. No, it's a pity. Yeah, I, I, the only time I ever graced the hot outdoor. Uh, the next time will be when my ashes are spread on it. <laughs> well, no, which, I mean, in fairness, we got a great review. Our, our, team, our team got a great <laughs> review. They said the Dublin Arsenal Supporters Club. They started the tournament by setting low standards for themselves and failed to meet them every time. <laughs> Speak for yourself, Eamon. <laughs> I always go out with a hundred percent commitment and zero sense belief. <laughs> um, I'd, I'd like to say Eamon has talked himself into another uh, P45 show. <laughs> um, no, I'd like to say before we call it a day, lads, we've plenty discussed today um, on today's show. Um, give beyond the last man a listen to, especially the previous uh, episode where Eamon had one and a half thousand views and uh Paul Davis Arsenal and after definitely a book to buy um uh like to thank uh Craig Smith as always uh Carla Ozzy Osborne and Eamon Donnelly for your contributions this week lads well much appreciated um I'd like to as I said every show through January I'd like to dedicate to um aware.ie for um depression and bipolar disorder and uh uh, to the D15 um, suicide group where you can find them on Facebook um, that's our show this week lads um, remember to like and listen to uh, the viewers um, and thanks for getting us up there we, we're hoping to hit um, 3000 subscribers and by at least March before the international break I think that could be achieved um, so Martin get the Arsenal fan packs out there for bribery <laughs> uh, until next Tuesday thanks for listening and we'll see you then thanks lads thanks lads come on, come on you gooners yeah. cheers Charlie